This is our podcast, We Grow Together by Gerber Finance. Hi, I'm Jen Palmer, CEO of Gerber Finance. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're the leading financing partner for companies experiencing accelerated growth to achieve sustainable profit. Here, we cover everything from partnerships, growth, profit, and culture. Are you ready to grow? At Gerber Finance, our mantra is, it's all about the people. The team at Gerber is handpicked for their unique talents and cognitive diversity. Working at Gerber Finance provides that rare experience of a virtuous and thriving workplace where relationships with fellow colleagues go beyond the office and connections with clients go beyond the balance sheet. That is what makes the partnership so meaningful and how we can help businesses grow. Operating on a mission of purpose, potential, and profit, the company places social responsibility at its core. While Gerber has always had a unique approach to lending and has always been at the forefront of providing a unique work environment, last year we made a decision we needed to further prioritize culture, that we needed a dedicated individual to focus on our culture and ensure that we are not just maintaining a positive environment today, but that we are continuing to analyze what is working and what's not and ensure we keep pushing forward. As a result, Gerber Finance appointed Augusta Melendez as head of culture. Augusta, also known as Gussie, was the obvious choice after building the Gerber Finance Foundation from the ground up. Gussie is here with me today and today, we will talk about culture in crisis. Gussie, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me here today. I am very grateful and happy to be here. So Gussie, today we're going to talk about how to maintain a culture while sheltering at home. But first, I was wondering, can you tell me, in your opinion, what does a positive company culture look like in normalcy? And by that, normalcy, I just mean outside of this worldwide health and economic crisis we're experiencing. Yeah. I mean, culture is key to success for any business at any time. Sometimes I think it's nice to start out a conversation with a definition just so we understand what we're talking about when we say culture. Um, and there's a professor at University of Pennsylvania, Dr. Greg Urban, who says that culture is what people learn from each other and transmit to each other, especially by interacting, which I think is a great definition. And it makes sense that there's so much research that demonstrates that company culture is really influential on a company's success because it's an environment of people that are working closely together to get a task accomplished. And if that group of people then share a set of beliefs, they're performing a collective task, and at the same time feeling valued and rewarded, which are all key components of a healthy culture, it's natural to want to stay and to be a part of an organization and to want it to be successful. Then there's also the Society for Human Resource Management, and they outline what role an ineffective culture versus an effective culture can play in an organization. And I think that's an important thing to take a look into. An ineffective culture can be detrimental to a business. It can lead to turnover as buy-in might be low and employees may be disengaged. It can lead to poor customer relations. If an employee doesn't feel valued or believe in what they're doing, then that's definitely going to be felt by a customer. And then overall, it can be a reduction in performance and lower profits. And that's compared to what a strong culture can lead to, which is trust and cooperation, efficiency, and understanding of each other and a mission. So back to answering your original question, a healthy culture can look different for every business. But I think that in most organizations, I would say a robust, healthy culture has a few common factors like cooperation and coordination. Um, that word team is so often talked about in organizational culture when everyone's working together and working in conjunction. But there's a knowledge and a respect that each person is playing a different role and that that role is important to what makes the team successful. 
clear expectations and communication. Those are set by leadership and they're carried out by the team. Expectations that are communicated widely and that they're lived every day. Both leadership and employees are vocal about the culture to the team as well as new hires so that anyone coming on board and joining the team is aware of the culture. I think open communication can make the difference in a lot of situations, especially in employee retention. You know, why lose a really good team member when a small adjustment might make all the difference for them? And that could have been discovered through a conversation. Communication has to be welcomed and encouraged, both the good and the bad, which we talk about a lot at Gerber, so that each person feels that they have a chance to be heard. Then I would say trust. Um, and that trust has to go both ways. It's trust in leadership from the team and also trust in the team from the leadership, which leads to autonomy and a team that's making empowered decisions. And because of that, they're working more efficiently. But we know that that trust doesn't happen overnight. It comes from a demonstrated history of reliable and consistent behaviors and actions. So it takes time to develop that. Gussie, you talked about communication is key in a positive culture. I'd like to stay on that for a minute. With Gerber Finance, we're considered an essential business, but in late February stopped all travel and in early March went on to that red team, blue team schedule where half our team was home, half our team was in the office, but then quickly transitioned into all of our employees working from home. Would you mind sharing for us and for our listeners some of the discussions we had when making those unprecedented decisions? Yeah, this was and really continues to be an interesting and intense time. And back in the end of February, the beginning of March, which at this point seems like a lifetime ago, the situation was changing daily, even hourly. And because we have offices, clients, and events on the West Coast, we were really paying attention to what was happening out there. And as a result, we ended up acting earlier than most in New York City, and we really didn't have many other companies to look to for guidance at that time. And at Gerber, we are lucky to have really strong leadership that always puts the health and safety of our employees first. And in this case, it was absolutely better to be safe than sorry. No one benefits from wavering. And our leadership made a firm decision early on, like you said, to stop travel. And we implemented a staggered work schedule. And they went with their instincts and the information they had the time to make the decisions that were best for our business and our team. There was no way to know at that time whether we were being too cautious, but it would have been really clear if we hadn't been cautious enough. So they made that call to keep everyone safe and ultimately, and actually pretty quickly, decided uh, to have everyone work from home. Fortunately, we've had success on other occasions working remotely, so the transition for us wasn't new and was overall pretty smooth. And I think making that call early on allowed us to go full steam at home and be operational before we were in an emergency state and before people or anyone's loved ones got sick. So it sounds like having that solid foundation made some of the big, difficult decisions a little bit easier. But how have some of our colleagues transitioned into this new norm? No matter how strong the base, Gussie, I would imagine that adjusting to this new norm is not without its challenges. What are some of the difficulties they are experiencing? Yeah, this is for sure an unsettled and, as you said before, an unprecedented time. The teams are physically separated, so face-to-face -face interactions are fewer and we still don't know how or when we're going to get back to our usual way of life. And now, in addition to work responsibilities, team members are homeschooling, they're managing their homes, they're securing food, they're cooking all the meals, sometimes caring for an ill family member, all while carrying the weight of the stress this pandemic has put on everyone. For us at Gerber, we're a close-knit group, and you often hear team members talk about the Gerber family. So it's hard for us to be apart. We are missing birthdays and anniversaries and accomplishments that we're used to being able to be together to celebrate. And we're missing being able to be physically present to each other to support each other through the tough times as well. We've had a loss of loved ones. Loved ones get sick. 
and we've had birthdays and we've had accomplishments and we've had to figure out how to mourn and how to celebrate those with each other from afar. It's a really unique time in our world's history and there's definitely a lot of struggle, but at the same time, culture-wise, there's an opportunity for growth and positive change. Yeah, Gussie, I would agree. I think one of the most difficult parts of this for me personally is watching people mourn alone. Um, I was with somebody, I went to visit them and they had just lost their father and I wasn't able to give them a hug and and they were crying uncontrollably. And it was the most difficult moment probably of my life um, because it just I just had to endure self-restraint and not give that hug. So it really is difficult. What kind of support can employers provide to their staff during this time when you can't be together face to face? Well, just like you said in that example, it's so important to be connected. And even though you may not be able to physically give someone a hug or touch them, just to be a presence and to let people know that you're there for them is so important. We have to find replacements now for interactions that we're missing when we're separated. Um, You want to make sure that we're taking care of a team and maintaining as much normalcy as possible. And we talk a lot at Gerber about what you'll remember when you look back on this time and how do you want to be remembered as having acted during this time. At Gerber, we wanted the team and families and clients to feel supported. That was number one. And immediately we set up a system to keep Gerber connected. All team members were asked to let their managers know if there was anything that they needed in order to get their job done, whether it was a mouse or an extra screen or to make it easier to do their job. We maintained our our weekly conference call schedule, and we added in a Zoom call on Friday mornings, which has been a ton of fun. They are free form and a way to catch up to see everyone's faces. And we've had topics range from what's going on in the business to television show recommendations to where you can buy toilet paper. Um, And it's just been a really great pick-me-up at the end of the week, and everyone leaves that call smiling. We implemented a buddy system. Um, We paired team members that may not normally work on the same projects. but they, because they're working from home, they're missing those interactions that they might have had in the office walking over to get a drink of water. It's been really nice. It's a way to check in on each other twice a week and make a phone call. And it's not a business call. It's truly a check-in. How are you? How is everyone in your house? How are you doing through all this? Really just to, to touch base and make sure that everyone's doing all right. Um, and then we've also started a Gerber family meal on Zoom in another way to keep everybody smiling. Um, we prepare some food, we log in, we talk, and we have a very spirited game of Family Feud. Um, a rematch from our first game has already been scheduled. So it, it's definitely a lot of fun and um, in a way just to keep people's spirits up. Cassie, I love bringing Family Feud back. It's probably such a great way to introduce the game, legendary game, to some of the younger staff as well as some of the next gen. Must be fun. Absolutely. Yes, I'm sure there was some some YouTubing and Googling going on to to understand the rules, but it was a lot of fun. Can you also please be sure to share with the the listeners here today uh, where the toilet paper can be found? So... um. Yes, people can reach out to info at gerberfinance.com and I'll provide that information. All right, great. As I have a one-year-old trying to uh, potty train herself, she's really enjoying playing with the toilet paper as well as the plastic gloves. So she obviously has a an acquired taste for expensive and rare goods at a young age. 
Look, I mean, speaking of kids, though, Gussie, it just it seems that, you know, everybody is obviously balancing work and life. But for the employees that also have children who are homeschooled, it just must be so overwhelming. So how can employers help their employees who are just drowning right now because they have homeschooled children and are just trying to keep up with that, you know, a whole new set of pressure that maybe others aren't feeling? And as a mother of three young children, I'm sure you can relate to this. So what would you suggest? Well, I wish I could tell you that I could suggest anything or that <laughs> I haven't figured it out, but I don't. Um, every day is, is a new story. Um, I think most importantly for companies, it's just to remember to be as flexible as is appropriate for their business. Um, as I talked about before, there are a lot of people that are balancing a lot of roles right now. And any leeway that can be given to team members is definitely going to be appreciated. For me, I think that my family and I stopping each day to be grateful for our health and what we have and thinking about how we might be able to help someone else is really important Um, in terms of balancing homeschooling and work. um, That is a work in progress. And um, I think just recognizing that everything doesn't have to be perfect right now and allowing room for flexibility is big. And that's also what makes me so grateful for some of what we've implemented at Gerber during this time. Um, I do also have to mention that our company has the benefit of having very thoughtful leadership in a team, including you, our CEO, who's the mom of four, and our founder, Gerald, who's a huge supporter of families, as well as other leaders who make up a really special group that always see the big picture. So that has played a huge role in what we've done and why the transition has been successful. So first, we implemented a flexible calendar to allow for uninterrupted homeschooling. Team members are encouraged to block off an hour or two each day to help their kids get settled and to work on their school assignments. And they can make those hours up before or after the normal business day. It doesn't matter. But it really allows for dedicated time for homeschooling and kind of makes the situation a little less stressful. We set up something that's been so much fun to watch progress, and that's called Gerber Academy. And three times a week, we gather together on Zoom for presentations on different topics. We have team members and children of team members who are presenting on things that they know a lot about or that they're really interested in. And so far, we've learned about Russia, elephants, France, Brazil, Passover, Italy, American Sign Language, Eliza Hamilton, Donuts. Um, This is just naming a few. And we even had a team member present on his experience in writing a book on Danish furniture. So it has been amazing. We're an amazingly diverse group and the kids and adults are benefiting from the team and family sharing their knowledge and experiences. It's been really fun. And the last thing we did was to set up something called story time. This was the idea of our founder, Gerald Joseph. And our business day ends roughly about four o'clock. So he suggested that maybe at the end of each day, we take time just to be together. And it ended up being story time. And the kids started out reading Treasure Island. And now the kids have taken over story time. And they take turns each day sharing their favorite books. And it's been really neat to watch the kids bond and connect. And I think it also gives parents a little bit of a break and will be a nice thing to look back on when we look back at this time. It sounds like Gerber's doing an incredible job staying connected with employees as well as even the employees' children, which is so fantastic. I love, this is a whole new definition of Corona kids that you've created. They will have that bond forever. But there's only so many hours in a day. So in addition to staying connected to employees, how can companies stay connected to clients? I know Gerber 
it's particularly difficult, right? As a, as a finance partner for, for Gerber, one of the core principles is visiting clients regularly, sitting across the table, having a cup of coffee or a bite to eat and talking about what's going on in the business. Um, one of my favorite examples of why this is so important is last year, Gerald Joseph, our founder and I, we flew across the country. We flew from New York City to California and we sat with one of our clients and we had a conversation that never would have taken place had it not been for us being there in person. And the company was basically presented with a $5 million PO for a birch box that they probably were never going to take advantage of if it wasn't for us sitting in front of them and sort of like overhearing a sideline conversation. And we said, why aren't you guys thinking about that? And they said, well, you know what? We, we don't have the financial resources to take advantage of that. And we said, we'll finance it for you. And so we did. And it completely changed our business. And I go back to that conversation wouldn't have had taken place if we had just stayed in our office or if we had Zoomed. It was us being there and interfacing with the clients and hearing their sidebar conversations, which made that issue they were dealing with come to light. So to go from one extreme to another, the one extreme being, you know, visiting your clients 3,000 miles away on a plane every few weeks, just to make sure you know what's going on and just to make sure that you hear those sidebar conversations to now being, you know, forced to stay at home. How do you react and and how can companies like Gerber react? What do you do to connect with your clients since you can't break bread together? That's a great question. And we truly feel that our relationship with each client is a partnership. So to not be able to maintain that partnership with face-to-face interactions is tough. Um, But there are amazing ways to stay connected today, which we're also lucky to have. Um, And that really allow us to have immediate, constant, and consistent communication. You have to be a little bit creative, but there are phone calls, Zoom calls, social media, little check-ins that don't have to be business-related but can be personal. Um, Just small ways to let someone know that you're thinking of them, that you can help them through a situation. Um, We have an external newsletter at Gerber that we touch on what's going on in the Gerber Finance side of things and also the Gerber Finance Foundation side of things. Just a way to keep in touch that we send out monthly. Um, And all these efforts make it easier to have conversations that would normally be in person. Like, how can we best partner through this unsettled time? Being really transparent with each other, always important, and now more than ever. And the landscape is changing all the time. And we have to look ahead together and navigate the best way forward as we begin to emerge from this. And constant communication, whether it's through a video call or through a phone call or just a weekly check-in, is how it's possible. Gussie, we have a question from the audience. Obviously, it takes a lot to maintain a positive culture, but if you can only give one point, one piece of advice, what would that be? Empathy. Every initiative that we've designed at Gerber is to support, show care, or connect. People are handling so many roles right now, and they are experiencing stress on varying degrees, and you have to meet people where they are and provide support as you can. Being empathetic is key. And and Gussie? Since Gerber is all about helping their clients grow, can you please provide us with a tip of the week? How should businesses help grow their companies during this time? Yes, definitely. It's a continuation of what we've been talking about. It's finding ways to connect. How can you reach your team, your clients, your service providers? Be creative, be consistent. Maybe it's a virtual lunch with a client that you would typically meet for lunch in person. But instead, now you're supporting a local business in your contact's town, have a meal delivered to them, and you meet virtually over lunch. So you're supporting a small business and you're also staying connected. Thinking about creative ideas like that will help. 
and also being mindful. So considering what a business owner or a service provider may be experiencing, is there something that you can do that could be supportive? Now's the time definitely to continue to build on relationships that you've fostered. Well, it seems that we're out of time for today. So if you have any further questions, please just drop us a line at info at gerberfinance.com. Gussie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really evident that your commitment to keeping the Gerber Finance team energized and also dedicated has allowed Gerber to provide uninterrupted service to its clients, which allows those businesses to keep growing. Well, we have a great team at Gerber, and this transition and our initiatives have been a huge group effort. But thank you for letting me be a part of this conversation and the show. Wishing everyone good health. For all of you at home, please tune in next time for Pivoting in a Pandemic, where you will hear from our founder, Gerald Joseph, to discuss how we're repositioning Gerber during this time. Thanks, everybody.